Rated M for Mecca. Welcome to Buildcasters, the podcast that's all mecha all the time. I'm Ash Beard Guy, one half of those melanated mecha bros that you know and love. And today I am joined by a very special guest. Why don't you introduce yourself? Hi everyone, I am Fujimaru Husky. So Fuji, um, why don't you tell us a bit about yourself, um, what you do basically on the interwebs, etc, etc. Well, <laughs> basically, I'm I'm a streamer. I, I do that. Uh, we are a variety streamer. We love JRPGs. We love J-horror games. Oh, <laughs> I love being scared. And, of course, we build Gundams from start to finish. Mostly high grade. You guys aren't torturing me with a master grade. Uh, in one sitting, we just sit, talk about anime, and have a great time. I love it. So, how on earth did you actually end up coming across Buildcasters? Like, how did you find out about us, to be perfectly honest? Because, obviously, I'm from the UK, but I'm aware that most of our audience is in America. But, yeah, how did you come across us? Uh, actually, you showed up in my feed. I have it set up so every time Gundam something is mentioned, it'll pop up in my feed. And then I saw Buildcasters, like, oh, a podcast about Gundams? Oh, we're, we're, we have to check this out right now. Let's go. It was just amazing. I was I was hooked after episode two. I was like, well, now we have to sit and binge this. <laughs> Not just a podcast about Gundams, a podcast about Gundams hosted by non-white folks. I'm sure, as you know, most of the Gundam fluencers within Gundam Twitter and Mecha Twitter are alabaster men. But I'm one of the few that actually isn't, as is Sentai 5. Obviously, I'm black. I'm of Caribbean extraction, Jamaican to be exact. And Sentai 5 is Punjabi. So he's an Indian bro from New York, of course. Probably got like 20 different pairs of Tims. He's probably got Gundam Tims that we don't even know about, to be perfectly honest. <laughs> That'd be amazing. <laughs> <Could> you... <laughs> he's probably got the Wing Zero Tims, the EW version with like little wings on them. He's so sweet. That would be dope. <laughs> so first of all, the first question I'd like to ask is how did you get started on the path of darkness towards this weeb-ish? <laughs> uh, believe it or not, it was Samurai Pizza Cats and Sailor Moon. They were, those were my gateway drugs. <laughs> Sailor Moon. I think that used to come on Fox Kids back in the day. I be well, for me, it did anyway in the UK. Uh, same here. Same here. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, they went from R all the way up to S. And then, of course, they couldn't air S because the lesbian thing and then they were like oh wait we can just say they're cousins and then they started showing it on Toonami as cousins but I mean anybody who's anybody knew 100% they were cousins I was like I am not that close to any of my cousins something's going on <laughs> I mean going from them censoring that to having a full-blown like queer romance in like for example Legend of Korra we've come a long way oh yes uh, we've come a massive massive long way um, from that well it's not that I dislike shoujo um anime and manga because I'm the biggest clamp stand like I like Magic Knight Raya 
But then again, there's giant robots in that. So eh, I guess. <laughs> Very fair. Very fair. I like I like I like Chobits. I like Holic, but then again, Holic is kind of Seinen esque almost. I like Subasa Reservoir Chronicle. And I like Hard Cup to Sakura, so I guess that's Shoujo. That's magical girl, isn't it? So you know, I do like some Shoujo, but you know, Sailor Moon was never really my bag. I don't know why though. It's really good from what I watched anyway. But you know, um, so that was your start of darkness. So how did you basically come on to appreciate giant shooty robots was it like power rangers like a lot of us or was it through the anime route pink ranger i'm, I'm still here uh, call me back anytime anytime i'm ready let's get married please that was amazing uh it was mighty morphin then the the ninja what was it because it was right after the i had to stand for the movie and I can't remember what they called it after that. God, it's been too long. Um, so I am obviously somewhat of a Tokusatsu and Power Rangers fan. So it was after the movie you got into Power Rangers. No, no, no. I was in for Mighty Morphin. Uh-huh. And then I stayed all the way up to Turbo. After Turbo, I was like, and we've aged out. Thank you. We're done. Okay, fair enough. I mean, I never aged out of watching Power Rangers. I mean, I still <laughs> watch power rangers that's very fair and the show it's derived from super sentai to this very day and i turn 29 next month so you know no that okay wait favorite zord go favorite of all time so ninja storm which i don't know if you've seen or not uh so the samurai star chopper which belongs to the green samurai ranger or in sentai it's called tenkujin uh heavenly god and that belongs to shurikenja the sixth ranger of nimpu sentai harikenja so yeah that's my favorite zord of all time more for the helicopter mode than the megazord mode it's a helicopter with a falcon's head which is kind of dope very fair very fair what about you what, what would yours be i mean you've only got the context of uh mighty morphin up to turbo but you know like what would your favorite zord be oh it it wouldn't matter i could have seen all of power rangers from till the end of time really it's always going to be the dragon zord it's always always going to be the dragon zord not in the the Megazord mode, but uh, the Dragonzord in and of itself, just the Dragonzord is amazing. Like the fact that it had the tail was cool, like the spinny drill tail and how it just um, it kicked the Megazord's ass constantly. Uh, <laughs> the missile hands are cool. And the fact that uh, I used to have the Dragon Dagger that made noise, like it was incredible. I love, 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 love that sword. I'm almost positive there's um, a Power Rangers like meme shitpost edit out there somewhere that when Tommy plays the Dragon Dagger, it plays Warren G and Nate Dog regulate afterwards and then summons the Dragon Sword. I'm sure that video edit is somewhere out there on the interwebs. I need to find it. I was crying with laughter, literally crying with laughter. So how did you specifically get into Gundam? Wing was the door opener. I fell out of love with Wing only because I didn't really understand what was going on. I feel like Wing was a little highbrow for me at first. Uh, G Gundam grabbed, pulled, and kept me in the game. And then I went back to Wing and fell fell in love with like the actual story, the actual character. So I attribute the door being opened to Wing and G Gundam kept me in there. I love G Gundam, God. I hate right stuff because they they released a um, the box set that gives you uh, G Gundam on Blu-ray. You get the art an art book. You get a shot glass. You get a lanyard. It's oh, it's so good. I'm guessing it was really really expensive then. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> worth every penny though. Worth every penny. I will say the one for Gundam Wing. I mean, save your money and just get the 
get the DVDs separately. It, the, that box was not worth it. Yeah. So I wasn't that much of a fan of Wing. I do think aesthetically it's one of the best Gundam series, Universal Century or otherwise. I mean, especially the Kotoki stuff. But even aside, even the Kunio Okawara design suits are great. And don't even get me started on chi 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 unit. Because the Geminis, oh my goodness, the Geminis. <laughs> the Gundam Geminis 01. Oh man, I love that suit. I love that suit so much. And even Gundam LO Booster, the upgraded version with the massive cannons. Man. Man. Uh. I don't know what it is about a double barrel buster beam cannon that just... Oh, By the way, Catra, if I ever see you in the streets, it's on site. Just so you know. Just so you're aware. <laughs> he knows what he did. Oh, deary, 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 deary me. So outside, obviously, Wing was your gateway drug and then G Gundam. So in terms of the Gundam media you've consumed, um, what series did you watch um, subsequent to enjoying G Gundam? There was Gundam Seed, but I didn't like it. I'm, I don't know why it's Seed. I think Seed for me, uh, the animation, it's too clean. And coming off of like old school, like gritty, beautifully drawn G Gundam and Gundam Wing, and I come to this like cell animated uh, Gundam Seed, I was just like, ugh. It's going to have to be on site. Seed is one of my favorite Gundam series. <laughs> The original seed, anyway. I really, really, really like it. Again, mostly because of the aesthetics, but the story as well. And I genuinely like Kira Yamato as a protagonist, even though I know a lot of Gundam fans, especially UC adherents, do not like Kira because they think that he has major, major plot armor. See, I'm Twitter cancelled now. Again! <laughs> <laughs> you're not cancelled, you're not cancelled. If you started to slander Seed Destiny, I could understand. I'm four episodes in and I'm not a fan of Seed Destiny so far. It's alright, but it's not on the caliber of Seed, but we'll see how well it goes. I'm watching so much stuff at the moment. So much other stuff. I've just started Fate Stay Night Unlimited Blade Works, and I've got to get through that before I finish Seed Destiny. See, I've done Fate Stay Night. I haven't done anything beyond yet. Wait, so you've seen the original Fate Stay Night, the Studio Dean one? Yes. I liked it. I know it gets a lot of flack, but I actually liked it. But I've heard um, Unlimited Blade Works, which was animated by UFO Table, I think, is far superior, apparently. So, yeah. See, I love the original Fate Stay Night, and I don't know why it gets flack. I thought it was brilliant. When I put my ear to the ground, it's like, after you watch Fate Stay Night, just leave. It's over. It's done. And I'm like, wait, what? Why? So I have to find out why now. I have to find out if it's any good. I really like the original Face Day Night anime as well. I thought it was brilliant. Um, I think I gave it like 7.5 out of 10, which for me is a good score. So yeah, but Unlimited Blade Works again is supposed to be far superior. So I'm watching that at the moment and it's on Netflix. So it's really easily accessible. I also watched The Way of the House Husband <laughs> this morning, funny enough. Oh my goodness, that anime is hilarious. Hilarious. Have you, have you seen it? Not yet. I have to finish Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040, and then after that, uh, my schedule frees up a little bit. So that is on my to-do list. So The Way of the House Husband's only five episodes long, and each episode is roughly like 16 to 18 minutes. So like you can burn through it in a couple of hours, basically. Well, sweet. That means I can finish my Akai and watch that in the background. That'd be nice. Nice, nice. So you told me what Gundam series you watched after G Gundam. So coming on to Gunpla, the not-so-giant shooty robots, how did you get started with Gunpla, plastic modeling, and 
and so on and so forth. So for all my old school like gunpla builders, you remember the Bandai model kits that came out and they were mostly cast in either white, blue, and red. But oh god, I hate them so much. But uh that was my first exposure to gunpla. Um and then I brought over a friend and we decided to build it together. Mind you, I still have it. It's ugly. <laughs> and I keep it I keep it put away somewhere from where it cannot see the light of day. Uh, after we built that one, we went to Otakon and we saw that they had a table where people were just building all different types of gunpla. They were cannibalizing some kits and creating these like beautiful pieces of work that were made out of different pieces, but they all fit together and they all look great. So we decided that we wanted to get into it and we started building it. And uh, as our little like anime group grew, we made it a tradition that we would always put all of our money together by the most complicated kit we could find and see how far we could get together. And I was hooked after that. I just kept doing it. And now I have, I have too many and I have a backlog. <laughs> yeah, I mean, fortunately for me, my backlog's not that long. Um, I have Earth 3, I have Amazing XCR, and I have Blue Destiny Unit 3 exam. I think that's about it. Those are all HGs, by the way. Oh, and I have an SDBB Senshi Gundam 00 Razor to build as well. So yeah, that's what I've got to build in my backlog. My backlog's only like four kits long. There are some new kits I want to get though. And I've started collecting 30 minutes missions as well. Oh my goodness, that's a dark path to go down. Most kits are so addictive. Oh my goodness. I just built the Alto land type in Olive Drab and I put the commander type armor on there, the kind of like Gundam-esque armor. It was such a fun build. And most of the joints on it don't use polycaps. Really? That sounds interesting. No, uh, so all the boxes hate stare at me. Yes, I know. I'm going to build you soon. Just not today. <laughs> the build Burning Gundam from Build Fighters, that's something that needs to be done. My Sand Rock needs to be done, like, before that. I have my RX-78 to the original version. That's the... Damn, 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 damn. Oh, the 7-Eleven version of that and my 7-Eleven version of the at guy and then the original color for the at guy for the original Gundam, the blue, yellow, and red one, which I had. That was a gift from my grandmother, and I really need to build that. I know she wants to see see what it looks like. That's the only reason why she got it for me. Your grandmother supports your gunpla building habits? That's dope, man. I have a story about that. So... My Nana just, she really wanted me to not be like out in the street, like getting in trouble doing stuff. And she saw that me building model kits was like a thing that helped, like just kept me in the house, kept me out of trouble. And it was fun, right? So from then on, it was for whenever I really, really, really wanted a kit that might be a little bit expensive. It's like, Nana, see this thing? I want this thing. And she was very supportive. She, uh, she bought me my second pair of God hands because my first pair of God hands just, they broke and it was a very sad day. But no, I love that woman to death. Man, lucky you, man. That's dope. That's dope. I, I don't possess any God hands. I have the Vulcan Prime model nippers and I have the Dispi model nippers 3.0, which are kind of like similar in terms of quality to God hands, but they're slightly cheaper. I think they're 35 pounds over here. I think they're $35 in the US as well. They're, they're made by a Chinese company that make model model goods. They're actually really, really good. 
I, <laughs> I wish I had known. Oh, God hands. I hate God hands. Well, I don't hate them. I'll put the Instagram post in the chat, but I've literally got the I've literally got the nippers in my hands right now. Please do because God hands are like really expensive. I'll send you the link as well. Well, I love them. Like, oh god! Every time I use them, I'm like, if you guys break on me, I'm <laughs> I'm going to cry. I'm just gonna curl up in a ball and just lay under my desk for a week. If I were you, I would get the Volcan ones because the Volcan ones are as good as the Dispy ones, but they are like ten bucks cheaper. The only thing is the display ones come with like a little screwdriver that allow you to like change the blade distance. Dope. Of cutting like thicker gates and stuff. That would be so amazing because because with the Kamiki burning when I uh when I tried to build it the first time and I accidentally nipped off, you know, a couple of pieces that I actually needed, getting in there and trying to get that good close cut without stress marks sometimes it's really really difficult and really really obnoxious i have to like turn the runner at weird angles it's not the best that's a big yikes oh trust me the first time i nipped it i was like well looks like i'm buying another one and shout out to new oh new type hq they got me another kit quick like two days it was amazing I was very happy. Lucky you living in America because you guys have P Bandai now as well. I live in the United Kingdom, so it's like a gunpla wasteland, basically. Like, the one physical shop I have, I have to get the subway to go there. Like, their kits are really, really extortionate in terms of price. I actually buy all my kits off of HLJ. Funny enough, I use Hobby Link Japan because they're so much cheaper. Like, shipping the kits in bulk works out so much cheaper than going and buying kits like one by one in the UK. So, yeah, lucky you. Plus, you can get P-Bandai stuff for a decent price. Like, I want that mud rock so bad. <laughs> like, you have no idea. I, I bought the G-Frame version instead. You know what G-Frame is, don't you? The shock gun, the candy toys. Yeah. So, one half is the armor set, and then one half is the frame set. Like, a movable frame, a movable in the frame. Mm -hmm. And then you put the armor on the frame. They're not really kits, but, like, they're really cool. So, in terms of P-Bandai, have you purchased any P-Bandai kits? I'm not talking about, like, special edition stuff. Like, stuff actually released by P-Bandai. So, not, like, Gundam base kits or whatever, or 7-Eleven special editions. Like, actual stuff from P-Bandai. Have you ever bought a P-Bandai kit before? Uh, no, not yet. Well, I don't know if my Vegeta is. That Vegeta kit was purchased for my birthday and they were just like here build this i was like what what is this i'm not sure is that figure i standard uh yes like it's the super saiyan blue version of vegeta the one that does not come with like the energy ball or the special like effect with it it's just the figure of super saiyan blue vegeta which is very unfortunate because i wanted the one with the special effects but i have to buy them so the special effects are p bandai separately or are they just a regular purchase no, I think I think that uh, it's just the regular purchase because I've seen the Vegeta kit that has like the effects, the energy ball, uh, the different faces. I think that's P Bandai, but mine did not. So I want to say I have never purchased a P Bandai kit. But uh, if if I get the money <laughs> and the approval to spend money, uh, I have every intention of buying P Bandai stuff, especially the Super Saiyan Goku Level Three, which looks amazing. Oh my god, it's so good. It's so well done. Yeah, P Bandai kits are annoying, and scalpers for P Bandai kits are even more annoying. <sighs> but it is what it is. <laughs> I hear the pain and I feel it. Oh, that's another thing about scalpers. Um, well, not really scalpers, but if I can't grab a kit off of uh, HLJ, I'll grab it off of Amazon Japan. Amazon Japan are good, but they're really, really expensive. Like they sell stuff at cost price, whereas HLJ is a little bit cheaper. 
than actual sale price. Like Amazon Japan is really expensive. For example, obviously, you know about Super Sentai, the current one, Zenkaija. Yes. Mm-hmm. So I missed pre-orders for the Sixth Rangers Changer. Um, two Kaiser, who's Gokaija themed, he's pirate themed, and I, I like pirates. I missed the pre-orders on HLJ for his changer, and then I ended up getting it off Amazon for Japan, but I had to end up spending like 2,000 yen more, which is quite a bit of money. That's a lesson for you kids. If you got geeky stuff to buy, nerdy, weeby-ish to buy, buy it from HLJ. HLJ are so good. They're not paying me to plug them, but they are really, really good. HLJ, hurry up, sponsor, please. <laughs> Send care package. <laughs> I wish... I genuinely, genuinely, genuinely wish. So in terms of building Gunpla, are you more of a snap builder or do you do any kind of customizations? Oh, we do lots of customizations over here. We love customizations. And so does, I don't know why, my chat really uh, enjoys it when we get to do uh, different stuff with different Gunpla. Like uh, our big project is we're trying to do uh, Strike Freedom, but I want to try and paint it red, white, and blue. And uh, if I can find the correct stencils, because that's Michael's, please make star stencils that are just small. That's all I want. I don't understand why we don't have that. You want to do an Uncle Sam Strike Freedom? Yes, I do. What in the settler colonialism are you doing? I'm messing, I'm messing. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, I saw this Strike Freedom at a show and it had like the opening lines of the Constitution on the wings and it was red, white, and blue. It was just gorgeous. And I thought, hmm, I would like to do something similar, but not as detailed and I want to do it on stream. And the only bad thing about doing stuff like that on stream is the sanding, the priming, the painting, the airbrushing. And that all takes like extra time. And I know that nobody really wants to sit around for like six hours while I'm sitting in a mask, like painting. Unless you do, guys, let me know, please. (laughs) When it comes like to special customizations, like if you haven't seen my at guy, which is all over my Twitter page. Like the Black Lives Matter decals are now, uh, I think, on every other Gundam set. I'm trying to figure out what we're going to do with our um, Wing Zero. I really want to do a Black Panther theme with uh, Wing Zero custom. I think that'd be amazing. That does sound kind of nice. Or even a Black, a Black Panther bear guy would be kind of dope. I'm not even going to lie. Hell yeah. Just uh, going over it in this like black gloss and do uh, uh, around the neck just this candy purple. Ooh, oh. now you're talking. R.I.P. Chadwick, by the way. Worst day ever. Oh, uh, but definitely uh, I love doing uh, custom gunpla. I really, really do. And shout out to New Type for the Black Lives Matter decals, which <laughs> I had to buy it. I was like, I need a set of this. I need an extra set of this. I'm going to run out. Again, I hate you because you live in the United States and you have access to a new type HQ and USA Gundam store. Like, I want the USA Gundam store nippers, but I'm not paying custom duty to ship them over to the United Kingdom. No siree. So yeah, lucky, lucky you. So in terms of grades of Gunpla, obviously we have high grade, master grade, perfect grade, SD Gundam cross silhouette. Um, Reborn 100, the new full mechanics, which is technically no grade in inverted commas. What's your favorite grade? Are you particularly enamored with any grade? Are there any grades that you dislike? That's (laughs) all the hard questions. Uh, I love high grades. I love high grades because it's something that I can sit down in an afternoon and put together while watching like a mech anime in the background or something I can just, I can build with my friends. Uh, Real grade, I don't like real grades right now because it's too hard. Dun, dun, dun. 
I I can't. I I'm not at that quite at that level, or I feel like I could do that a real grade Gundam justice. And that's I know it's it's weird. It's a weird thing. I'm a weirdo. But when I when I look at a gun plot or I'm looking to like go to the next level of difficulty, it's like, do I really feel like when I snap when I finally put this together, I sit back and I look at it, am I gonna think good job? Or have I am I going to think, you know what, if this was real, I'd pilot it. Also part of the reasons why I like uh, build fighters, just saying. But it's it's that, like my wing zeros are my favorites. And I love them, so I want to put that extra time and care into building it and making it look amazing. Something that I could go to my local Gunplus store and be like, here, I want to put this in the case because I want the world to see it. If I'm not ready to do that, then I know 100% I'm not ready to build that kit. Fair enough. Fair enough. High grades it is. So my personal favorite grade is SD Gundam Cross Silhouette. Well, it's not really a grade, but line. Uh, SD Gundams of an inner frame. Um, those mm -hmm. are dope. I really, really like them. I love SD Gundams and I like the proportions. They're kind of like G-Generations Gundam proportions. So they're like SDs, but their proportions are a little bit more elongated, which is dope. Um, so if I had to pick a particular grade, I'd go with HG. They're kind of like the collectible gimmick line, almost, because mm -hmm. they're so numerous. Like if there's a Gundam in a particular show or a side story or whatever, it's bound to get released as a HG. Well, not all of them. Bandai still haven't given me my HG Gundam Astray Outframe, but that's a different discussion for a different day. But I really want that HG. I think there's a master grade of the Outframe and Outframe D. I think so. It might be a Dragon Momoko kit. Sorry, Bandai Spirits, don't sue me. Oh no, no, there isn't one. There's a Robot Damashi of it. And the Testament obviously got a master grade. Oh man, the Testament Gundam is so nice. Not in red, the white colors, but it's still a nice design. So yeah. Very fair. Very, very fair. Although that's a master grade, so yeah. Uh, what am I going to go on to next? I'm running out of questions. Oh, uh, I, w I have a question for you, though. I definitely have questions for you. Okay, um, fire away. <laughs> so I know that you're into Gundam. Like, oh, good, because it's so... Well done. It's so good. But uh, are there any other mech animes that you would put either on the same level of Gundam or close to is just as good? Or above. Or above. Whoa. Whoa. Big man. Um, Code Geass. Code Geass? Okay. I would probably say that's my favorite non-Gundam mecha anime of all time. I mean, I am a massive Goro Taniguchi stan. He's the director of Code Geass. He also obviously directed Planetaires directing Back Arrow, which is currently airing now, which is pretty good. He also directed Scryd as well, mm -hmm. amongst other things. So yeah, massive, massive Goro Taniguchi stan. So yeah, Code Geass. Um, what else? What other mecha franchises would I put up there with Gundam? I think Code Geass is probably the only one. Okay. Actually, Razephon as well. I'd probably put up there as well. I love that anime. Absolutely love it. And I think it has the best ending of any mecha anime ever. Have you seen Razephon? No, I have not. So it's not too dissimilar to Evangelion, I would say. Whereas Evangelion draws a lot from Judeo-Christian doctrine. Mm -hmm. Razephon draws a lot from Mayan mythology. And it has like an orchestral theme and thread kind of running through it. Like it's about like retuning the world. It's really, really good. 
Like it's really, really good. It's really, it's a masterwork. And it's definitely, definitely Yutaka Izabuchi's magnum opus. So yeah, please watch Rise of and when you get the chance. Absolutely. SSSS Gridman's pretty cool for stuff that's aired in the last couple of years. And I'm watching Dino Zen on at the moment. Are you watching it? Uh, nope, nope, nope. 100%. My, my attention right now has been like all the way given to Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040. Like, I have got to finish this. It's so good, but it's so many episodes. How many episodes are we talking? We're only talking uh, 24, but it's it's the fact that I don't have the time to like, well, mm, more than 24, but we're so far, we're in only the 10. Things are getting, things are getting so wild. My friends keep on telling me like episode 26 is is going to be like the game changer where everything will be like kind of meshed together and I'll understand why everything happens. But at the same time, like things are just out of control crazy. It's so good though. And it's old school, which I didn't know like old anime could be like so so into like forethought because it's still relevant. So um, I might actually check that out. Is that the sequel to the original Bubblegum Crisis or is it more of a spin-off or... Yes. Uh, so it, it's almost like a retelling. Like the original uh, does exist in its own box, which, oh my God, if you haven't seen the original, everyone go watch the original right now. It's it's totally worth it. I just wish that studio hadn't run out of money and could have made more. But Bubblegum Crisis Tokyo 2040 is like, it feels like the events of the original did happen. And then other places, it's like, this didn't happen. This is on its own. So I like going with on its own makes the most sense. But it's so good. Oh my god, it's good. Was it animated by a different studio to the original Bubblegum Crisis? Mm, I think they're by different studios. Mm. Let's see. <laughs> or I can ask the internet. I will say this. Mm -hmm. the, the mech suits, because mech suits are a big thing for me. The mech suits designed for the original were amazing. These, in places, are lacking. It feels like some some parts of the mech suit are really plot armory, but I love that it's like the mech suit itself is contained in this. It needs power to run, and they do run out of power. I don't like that they run out of power at like at times where it's just like obviously it's convenient to do so. It'd be great <laughs> if they were. Well, it does. Like yeah, no, of course. Like, they're in the middle of a fight, and they're like, oh, you look like you're running out of power. It's like, yeah, she's done. We, we know. And you're going to come in to the rescue with a new battery. We get it. Yes, okay. Moving on. It would be much better, in my opinion, if they were just like, oh, battle, battle, fight, fight, fight. Nobody's watching it, and we don't draw attention to the fact that she's running out of power. And then, like, not mid-punch for, like, the finishing move, but, like, into the finishing move, we run out of power. I think that would give it um, a little more ground to stand on, in my opinion. But otherwise, brilliantly done, perfectly executed. Awesome. Huge fan. Awesome, awesome, awesome. So other than giant shooty robots, what are your other favorite genres of anime? Um, are you into Magical Girls, Battle Shonen, uh, Slice of Life, etc., etc.? Uh... Slice of Life does have a very special place in my heart. If you've ever watched Azamanga Dayo, uh, believe it or not, I watched the show. And as I watched the show, as they complete high school, I was completing high school. So when they actually made it to the end of the series, it was actually my graduation day. And I thought that just made the series like super, super special. So that was a, a really cool thing. Didn't mean for that to happen. Magical Girl, 
Not really. I mean, yes, Sailor Moon is definitely my just one of my favorites uh, of all time. And yes, that's Magical Girl. Card Captor Sakura was great. I loved the movies. I loved reading the manga, especially Master of the Clow. I thought that was really well done. But other than that, am I watching Magical Girl? Not really. Uh, Battle Shonen? Ah, uh, you. Oh God, Yu Yu Hakusho. <laughs> Yusuke with the most plot armor I have ever seen ever. <laughs> Yu Yu Hakusho never actually aired in the United Kingdom. I had to watch it when I went on vacation to Jamaica because we actually got American satellite TV over there because it's so near to Florida. So yeah, so I watched it on uh, United States Cartoon Network when I was in Jamaica. That's how I watched Yu Yu Hakusho as a kid, <laughs> which is hilarious. So in terms of Battle Shonen other than Yu Yu Hakusho, what is it about that particular subgenre that you're not particularly fond of? Uh... I, I really think it's it's the we know the end. You know what I mean? Like let's let's look at Yu Yu Hakusho. We know Yusuke isn't going to like die ultimately. And I, and that can be said with any anime, but when it comes to Battle Shonen, it, it's just we know that our protagonist isn't going to die. And that's part of the reason why I liked Attack on Titan so much because it felt like at any minute uh, everybody could get wiped, and that's the way they could leave the series. Kind of pulling a Game of Thrones season eight, just being like, "Oh, well, we killed everybody. Go away, go home." And that would have been like the end of it. Aaron could have just gotten squished, and we wouldn't have had it anymore, and they could have left the series. And that kept me engaged. Whereas things like, like even Dragon Ball Z, like, well, if we're following the original, the original show all the way up into GT, we know Goku finally says, you know what? Being dead might be the better option. Let me stay dead. But every time he died, we were like, Goku, you're coming back. You're just going to like reach a new power level. And that's going to be like this whole arc, this whole thing. Sure. <laughs> like even now, Ultra Instinct, my, my only gripe with Battle Shonen is that we know that the protagonist is going to have this like overarching power up thing and eventually get the girl or get the become the hokage or whatever goal they're going for at the end we know they're going to reach there to, you need to make me invest in the story as we go along and lately i have not found a story that has really done that Fair enough. I'm not sure if you heard about it, but I did host a panel on Black Anime Podcasts about Bao Shonen and the Western anime fandoms, like, complete and utter obsession with it and how we move past that. It was actually pretty good. But yeah, Battle Shonen is one of those subgenres of anime. You will always see me slandering it on a TL. Like, always. <laughs> always. Please do. At every single opportunity I get, which is hilarious because one of my favorite anime of all time, actually two of my favorite anime of all time, Fullmetal Alchemist, Brotherhood yes. and Buso Rankin are shameless battle shonen. Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood has like elements and tropes from other subgenres that kind of make it really successful and a really, really good anime in general. But um, mm -hmm. Buso Rankin is like super, super, super like in your face battle shonen. It's really, really funny though, which is why I like it. Like it's genuinely hilarious, genuinely, genuinely hilarious. Couldn't recommend it more. It was a Shonen Jump title as well, but one of the lesser known Shonen Jump titles. And the anime is one of the few where it's actually a complete adaptation of the manga. So yeah. Also a big, uh, well, huge Full Metal Alchemist fan. That was actually um, the first time I cosplayed as Edward Elric was like how like I met my current group of friends. 
Especially after the the uh, manga box set incident. <laughs> it's still an incident. <laughs> manga box set incident? What's that? So at Otakon, it was the last day. And the last day is when like all the dealers are trying to like throw 20% off, 30% off, whatever they can, so they don't have to take, you know, their stock home. And I had had my eye on the Full Metal Alchemist manga box set the entire convention. And I was like, I'm going to pick it up at the end. I'm going to pick it up at the end. And uh, my current friend, Rob, who, like, if anybody loves Gundam more than Rob, please let them speak now because it's not possible. This man. Uh, Rob wanted to, uh, apparently Rob was going to go get it and uh, he... Uh, forgot his wallet, thank God. <laughs> and he like talked to the guy, and the guy said, oh, okay, I'll hold it for you or whatever. And I was coming up money in hand, ready to buy this box set. And the guy was like, wait, you have money now? I was like, yeah, I have money right now. Give me." The-. He's like, I'll give you the box set right now. You have money right now. And just, I didn't know that I was like vulturing it from him. But we, he saw that I got it. I saw that he was upset. And we spent the rest of the entire convention looking uh, for his manga box set. And on the way doing that, like, best friends forever. <laughs> it's so weird. We're- did you manage to find him a Full Metal Alchemist manga box set? We did not at that convention. But uh, that night I went home, went to write stuff, purchased one, and had it sent to his address. Now that is friendship. That's massive, massive friendship. Dope, man. That's dope. I rate that highly. Rob, if you're listening to this, you were one of the best people on earth, even if your choice in like anime girlfriends is horrible. I'm sorry. <laughs> I to the death. Okay, okay. You you have to spill the tea now. What is his choice in waifus like? Because I have impeccable taste in anime waifu, so I just need to know what his taste in waifus is. Okay. Top one, Lady Un. Top girl. Like that's like he will fight you for Lady Un. No, I'm sorry. I'll fight him for having such terrible taste. Exact. Thank you. Th- do you hear this? Do you hear this right now? He th- finally. It's confirmed. It's not just me, Lady. Oh, gross. Rob, when I see you, I don't know you, but it's on site, bro. <laughs> yeah, please do. Please punch some sense into him. Oh, gross. The second choice is Misty, and I don't know why. I Bro, She's a child, though. Like, thank you. That's one. Two, gross. I mean, she is an adult now in the anime. I think she's an adult now in the anime, but, you know. Yeah, I want I want to see Ash, like, get married, settle down, and have kids, and then we follow his children on the adventure. <laughs> I think that would that'd be good. I'd watch. That would be dope. In terms of Pokemon and anime, I just want them to adapt pokemon special anyway that's what they should have been doing but you know they they won't be doing have you ever read the pokemon special manga before no i have not i haven't even i haven't even heard of the pokemon special manga it's it's good you should it's good it's called pokemon adventures in english it's basically like an adaptation of the games it uses the game protagonists um, as the main characters well it uses their designs anyway what uh that is oh my god want want so much want. While we're on a monster series tangent, um, are you a fan of Digimon or not really? Digimon, I tried. I tried. Look, I know. And everybody's going to want to fight me. I tried. I tried. I went to the movie. I went to the movie. I tried and I couldn't. Except for Anjumon. Anjumon Forever is like the coolest Digimon ever. Forever. Like, 
Uh, well, that and Andrew Woman. I think Andrew Woman also is pretty cool. Angie Mon, Angie Mon kind of raw store, but you know, um, <laughs> I am. I'm, I'm like I'm. I'm. It's funny because I'm actually quite a big fan of Digimon, but it's funny because I'm actually quite a big fan of Digimon, but I haven't really been into it recently. Like I'm not watching the Digimon Adventure 2020 reboot. I was watching it, but I stopped at like 20 episodes in or something. Just got bored, to be perfectly honest. It was raw for like the first 10 or so episodes and it just kind of petered out. Have you, oh God, what's that show? Now, now I'm losing it. Because we just talked about like, also with monster stuff. Oh, Yu-Gi-Oh. See, Yu-Gi-Oh, I liked it. I liked it. I love Yu-Gi-Oh GX. I think that's superior because all my friends, no, I don't know why you like GX. You're so dumb. Uh, Fujimaru, big dumb dumb. And I'm like, what are you guys talking? You, obviously, you all are terrorists. That's how we test. You're crazy. GX was raw. It was basically Harry Potter, Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, how can you not like that? Look, you have when you come to America, like you have to come to SoCal. That's just we got to get you over here, and we have to hang out because it'll be amazing. Uh, what else? What other things to do? Do I just fall in love with and nobody? Oh yeah, Slayers is also a thing, but I need to. I need the movies. Oh my. I've heard about Slayers. I'll watch it at some point, but my anime plan to watch list is so long. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. I've got a bunch of Code Kia stuff on there as well. I need to watch Akito the Exiled. I heard it's good. You're making my anime list so much longer. It's going to go out the window. No, well, mm, not really. You know about the Akito the Exiled OVAs, don't you? Yes, that I do know about. I have not had time to watch it. Wait, do you know about Evangelion the Rebuilds? <sighs> yeah. Oh no. Oh no. Someone's going to say they haven't watched it. I'm going to cry. I'm going to do it. No, I haven't watched the Rebuilds. No, I haven't. And I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to. I promise. Didn't the last film come out just recently? Yes. It's, oh my God. It's so good. Is, is Hideaki Anno actually directing the rebuilds as well? Or is he not involved? Uh, I think he is. See, you're asking me the hard questions and making me think. Ooh. I mean, I don't care either way. In terms of Hideaki Anno, I only really care about Shin Ultraman and Shin Kamen Rider that's coming out as well. <laughs> like, I prefer his live action work. I think Shin Godzilla is one of the greatest films I've ever seen in my lifetime. So, yeah. Okay, wait a minute. Favorite Godzilla movie, go. Shin Godzilla, by far. Oh, oh you're going to be mad. What's yours, King of Monsters? No. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm so sorry, no. Uh, Godzilla versus Space Godzilla. Because Space Godzilla is so beast. He's so He's like Godzilla, but he's jacked. He is so much more jacked. And it's not just the weird space crystals. Whatever. No one cares about that. If you look at he's just so beast, so jacked. And by the way, he shouldn't have lost. Just saying. Throwing that out there. But fair enough. I mean, kaiju movies aren't really like my biggest thing. I like Pacific Rim, but like I'm, I'm not going to profess to be a kaiju expert. And you know those kaiju films are tokusatsu, right? Yes. Yes, I do. Yeah. Okay, cool. When it comes to Toku, I'm more into the Henshin Hero stuff. Mm-hmm. So like your Kamen Riders, your Super Sentais, your Ultramans, that sort of stuff. I am I am a Kaiju consumer. <laughs> Ultraman is kind of technically a different subgenre to Kamen Rider and Super Sentai. Kamen Rider and Super Sentai are what you call Henshin Hero. So heroes that transform. Um, whereas obviously Ultraman's a Kyodai hero. It's a giant hero. So they're slightly different subgenres of Toku. But that's just me being pedantic. <laughs> and on that note, where can we find you on social media, Mr. Husky? 
Oh, oh goodness. You can find me on Twitter at Fujimaru underscore Hosuke. You can find me on Twitch. I am Fujimaru no Jutsu. <laughs> I am the only one. You can also find me... Oh goodness. I don't think you I don't think I really do anything on SoundCloud. Like I haven't come out with any new sets. Normally we do anime anime like rave music. It's pretty cool, I'm not gonna lie. But uh definitely check me out on Twitch. That's where we have the most fun. And I get to interact with all of you. Come talk anime nerd stuff with me. We'll have a great time. Oh yeah. As for me, you can find me on Twitter at Ashbeardguy. You can find Buildcasters on Twitter at Buildcasters. You can find my other project, Black Anime Podcasts, on Twitter, at Black Anime Pods, which is a platform dedicated to elevating the voices of black creatives who create anime podcasts. And on that note, Buildcast is out. Say bye. <laughs> bye. This episode of Buildcasters was produced by Ash Beard Guy and Sentai 5 with music provided by Versi Jones. Battle, Battle ended. ended. Battle ended.